coming up the part two of the NRL over under season preview that I did for 2024 with Anthony Booker plus a new game called what are the odds that's next on the Vincent man's podcast All right, this is part two now of the uh, well NRL season for 2024, I should say. So for this part, we're going to do the top eight, and obviously with the over-unders concept, basically I'll reiterate, if, if you didn't listen to part one, the over-unders is pretty much, I said an odd, if you think it's they're going to win more games, take the over, if you think they're going to win less games than that, Take the under. So, we'll start off with, do you remember who came eighth last year? <laughs> um, Raiders, wasn't it? Yes, correct. Raiders. So, I set the Canberra Raiders odds at 10.5 wins. 13 wins last season. And they have Papali, Kotrick, Rapana, Whitehead, and Trey Mooney leaving at the end of the season. Oh, well, at... They're in the final years of their contracts, I should say. Yeah. Um, Whitehead and Rapana are expected to retire at the end of this season. Now, Ricky expects his team to make the top eight. I don't know how. Um, nah. This is a very young team. So they have a lot of young players in their top 30. So 12 of their top 30 players are 22 years old and under. Now, out of all the young players at Canberra, who do you think you have the most stock on. And I'll just name some of the youngsters. Uh, they have Chevy Stewart, Ethan Strange, K.O. Weeks, who we can add to the Anthony Booker lookalike Hall of Fame, along with Jake Avarillo, Xavier Savage, and Trey Mooney. Who do you think? <laughs> you reckon K.O. Weeks looks like me? Yes. <laughs> um, I don't think so. I, don't know. I think that's a bit... I don't know. I don't know whether Taylor's a compliment or an insult, but... Take it as what you want. I'll just take it. I'll just take it. I don't even know. I'll just take it. But um, that Chevy Stewart, I've watched. Chevy Stewart looks very exciting. He's good. Very, very exciting. And Ethan Strange, I watched him that Origin, um, that Origin Clash, the the junior one. Mm-hmm. Yep. But he's in your half, Ethan Strange. I think he's more of a five eight. He's a five eight, but he's playing center. In if that. you want someone who matches up physically to Jack Whiten, he's the guy. Yeah. So there's a lot of, yeah, it's actually, like you said, there's a lot of young talent coming through that squad. Um, it's It goes two ways with Canberra, but there's, they could make the top eight, but I don't think they are. And they've got, but they've also got a lot of exciting young talent too. So really it can go, well, I don't see them making the top eight. I think, what would you, would you say are their um, odds were? Ten and a half wins. Yeah, I'd say, I think that's smack bank. They're probably going to get 10 wins this season. So you're going to take the under? Yeah, unders, yeah. Yeah, I've got them unders as well. Uh, maybe even less. I'd probably say maybe eight wins for them. Like, I don't... They've lost a lot of play. Like, they've lost Jack Wyden then. And they've lost... Um, who are, have they lost anyone else? Not really. Not, Not really. Nothing notable. Yeah, but... And their last season wasn't... Like, everyone said they just scraped through the aid. Like, they weren't deserving of it. But they've got like a lot of good forward pack too, like Joseph Tarpany as well. Very, he's always having a good season every year. Very, he's a very consistent player. And but there's not like there's not much excitement going on. There. Exactly. Yeah. So hopefully besides, one of these young besides, players really besides, come through. Besides these juniors like Chevy Stewart, um, Trey Mooney as well, and um, Ethan Strange, like a lot of the young talent there too. So that's probably the most exciting thing that's happening to Canberra. But I don't see them. Well, I, you can never know, but I don't see any of those players making a big impact on the NRL. Mm. Besides, maybe like maybe besides Trey Mooney because he's had that experience now. He knows what what to expect. You're talking about just for this season. Yeah, just for this season. Yeah, like, we might see Trey Mooney come out of his shell. But he's also like coming into a really stacked forward pack as well. That's right. That's another reason why. So he might be looking to leave as well. Yeah, maybe. So their first five at Newcastle versus West Tigers at the Warriors. At Cronulla versus Parramatta. So, again, 
Canberra's, like a couple of hard teams there, but a couple of easy ones too. Canberra's one of those sides where it's like very hot and cold, are they? Just a hot yeah, and, they're a hot and cold side. You, they, they go. They they've always had a good roster every year. As long as I remember what like, supporting NRL, they've always had a good roster. But then some years they go good, and then some years they go really bad. Yeah. So they're very they're almost like a Man City Eagles side. They're just like. Hot and cold, so they never know what's going to happen. Mm, definitely, definitely. Um, next team, Sydney Roosters. This is my team. <laughs> um, 14 and a half wins. Last season, they had 13 wins. They have Crichton, Tupo, Manu, and Terrell May in contract years, but Manu and Crichton are expected to go to French rugby. Yeah. They seem to have this log jam in two positions, in the second row and in the backs. And in the backs, it's you have to choose five out of Tupo, Dom Young, Suwali, Teddy, Manu, and Billy Smith. Like, who do you leave out of that side? Like, I, as a Rooster supporter, I probably leave out Daniel Tupo, just because I think Young and Suwali are better wingers at this point in their career. And then in that logjam for second row, you got Butcher, Crichton, or you got Butcher Brothers, I should say, uh, Tupanua, Wong, and White. Like, if Wong's a seriously good player, and you play him too. I don't know. Like, where do you, where do you think this team is at? They've got, they've got a lot of depth, and they're over the salary cap. <laughs> they're doing something. I don't know what they're doing there at that club. I don't know why everyone, every player chooses to go to this club. Like I was listening, as I said, listening to um, levels of the podcast, and they say like. Billy Mason says they reckon players go to that club for the afterlife. That's where you to get like a lot of oldie players. I heard this as well. Yeah, they yeah. Get, I'm pretty sure I maybe told you this in the last podcast, but I'll just bring it up again. They reckon that they give you good jobs after footy, and they got a lot of connections. Being the club they are, being that rich club, and Nick Politis giving them their own private jet, they're a rich club, so they can provide you in other ways, other than like salary money, but. But I don't know, like I really, I reckon they're going to go really good. There's something, there's some feeling about the Roosters this, like, yeah. this season. I've got that feeling that they're going to go close to a grand final this year. And they've got a lot of good players there. But this is kind they've of got, what we've been saying for the last few years. This is sort of the whole idea about the Roosters. Yeah, they've got a stacked side, but for whatever reason, they can only go to like the second week of the finals. Yeah, that's right. Well, then there's really like um, yeah. The, well, like I said. I think, like I just think they just had a bad run last year. They had a, they had a couple of injuries. They just weren't connecting as a team. But I feel like, oh, yeah, <laughs> we'll get onto a specific player who wasn't connecting with the team last season. But I feel like this year they're gonna go like they've got a lot of good signings. Like hopefully when Dom Young comes back from that crusher tackle, he'll come back straight into the side. You've got Spencer Lenu, who's gonna be a great addition to that forward pack. You've just got bring energy. Spring it. He's going to bring it a heap of energy. And um, yeah, I reckon Roosters, I reckon I'm going the overs. Yeah. Are you going to go the overs too? Slightly. I, I don't feel great about it though. Because really? here's the thing. I, I think they're so going to go really good. I think, look, I think they would be more. better. But man, like I like the signings they made because they've gone younger. But there's so many issues with this team. Like I think they have a Brandon Smith problem. Really? Like that guy, if he doesn't perform well, they need to look to get rid of him. He's, he doesn't work with this team, right? And I've talked to my mum about this, who's also the Rooster supporter. Mm-hmm. You know what he looks like? You know how he plays? What? He looks like when my dog meets new people and just meets a bunch of new people and doesn't know who to say hello to. That's like Brandon Smith for you. It's like, like Brandon Smith on the field, like gets it out from dummy house. Like, who do I pass to? Do I go to this person or this person? Like, that's how he plays for the Roosters. He looks so disconnected from everyone yeah, else. I think he's, like you said, I think it's team connection. I think that's the issue with the Roosters. It's team connection. And maybe they've, I don't know, maybe hopefully the team knows how to play with Brandon Smith and Brandon Smith knows how to play with the team. Mm. So that's what I feel. I feel like they're just going to get that team chemistry right. They've got the players to do it. They've got the cattle. They've got the cattle to win a premiership, mm-hmm. 100%. They've got a good coach, Fred Robertson. He's well, a- it's this thing as well, like, and this is the other issue. Yes, they've got a good coach, right? Everybody knows that. 
But the thing is, I think Teddy actually plays better when the seven is the main guy. Like you see it in Origin as well. Yeah. I think he best, he plays better when he, he's coming off a seven as and the seven's taking more control. Like when is Sam Walker going to be that guy for them? Because the thing is, and this is kind of another crazy take of mine, I thought, I don't think a Rooster side can, with Teddy as the main guy, I don't think they can win the premiership. I think he needs to let go of that responsibility and try and make Sam Walker the main guy there. Yeah, you're right. You're hundred percent right. They need a half. They need an experienced halfback. They do, yeah. But I, I actually think like Walker is the guy there. But there just seems to be this dynamic where Teddy needs to be the main guy. I think it's because you know he's been around for a while. That too, it's like sort of out of respect. But it might be better for the team and how it plays if Walker becomes the main guy there. Well. Well, pretty much the like what you're saying is the it's based on the halves. The halves need to go good for uh, for roosters. Yeah, for them to actually win, to actually win something. Yeah, you they need to right. go good so that way Teddy has something to play on the back of. The forwards have something to play on the back of, and the backs because pretty much what you're saying is they're stacked in the backs and forwards. It's just the halves they need to perform. Yeah, most likely their first five versus Brisbane at Las Vegas. At Manly versus South versus Penrith at Bulldogs. So just a couple, a few hard teams there, but then you've got the Bulldogs and Manly spliced into it. So um, I think we're going to see early where they're at Mm. compared to the competition. Next team, Cronulla Sharks. Their odds are 14 and a half. They had 14 wins last season too. And really there's only one notable player coming off contract, which is... Um, Kao Edo, which is the young center, um, Cook Islanders. Yeah, what about Matt Moylan? Matt Moylan's at Super League now. Yeah, so oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. I think yeah. they're leaving the club. No, no, no. Um, so is Nico Hines under the most pressure out of any player in the league this upcoming season? Yeah, I, I think, yeah, you're right. Yeah, when you put it that way, he yeah. is. When it comes to like, there's a lot lean on him at the moment. So, yeah, I reckon he is. And considering that they haven't won a finals game in two years. Yeah, I agree with you on that. He is the most, well, actually, you wouldn't say that. He's probably not under pressure now. But when finals hit, if they make the top, well, they're going to make the top eight, which they have no problem doing every year. Hmm. But if they don't make, <laughs> then he's on, then the pressure's on when he hits um, finals time. That's when the pressure's really on. Yeah, exactly. I think, this team, if we go to the NFL, yep, this is similar to the Buffalo Bills in a way. Josh that's, Allen, yeah, and Josh, like he's Josh Allen, like he's sort of that. Like you got Patrick Mahomes, which is Nathan Cleary, and then Josh Allen, Nico Hines, like he sort of just can't go up to that next level, can't get over the hump. Yeah, maybe he's just going to be that. And what this this team is going to be, the Buffalo Bills, they can't just get over the hump against Kansas City. Yep. Maybe that's going to be what he's going to be like. I mean, would you have this team overs or unders? I'm going to say unders. I agree. You agree again? Again. (laughs) I'm going to say unders. There's nothing. I have a slight under in this team. Would you say their wins were? 14 14 and a half. So you're like, with that odd. What are you you thinking? How many wins they reckon you're going to get this season? Similar to what they did last season. They didn't really add too much. Yeah. Um, The only real change is. Trindle going to the halves, and I just don't know how many wins he's going to add to that team. Yeah, I guess so. Well, yeah, I reckon they're probably going to... They'll be fighting for an eight spot, I reckon. Yeah? Considering, like, all the depth that So you feel have. like they could fall out? Yeah, I reckon they possibly. could. They could possibly. They, they could be the team that falls out. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Like, yeah, they don't really... They've always had a good team, good roster, but a lot of clubs do now, too. It's going to be very competitive. There's, yeah, like a very, it's going to be a very competitive, um, what you call it? Yeah, very pe- competitive competition and everyone, every team's got really going to fight for that spot mm. in the top eight. So. Yeah, I mean, look, I, the, if I read out the first five, it's at New Zealand versus Canterbury, at West Tigers versus Canberra and by, I think they have probably the easiest schedule 
out yeah. of anyone for their first fight. Yeah, they struggled with those five. Or... Well, there's two storylines that could come out of it, right? They could be like, wow, how good is this team if they just win all their games? Yeah. But if then they struggle, they'd be like, oh, this is kind of worrying. Like, what's happening here? Yeah. Um, And then, so for this season as well, I'm going to... We kind of joke about Joey on this podcast, right? With the screen choose from last season yeah, and Joey, all that yep. too. He's already in fine form with some bad takes. Like yeah. even in the all-size game, he said that Trindle and Hines should swap positions. So they have Trindle and halfback, Nico at six. Like I just think that's kind of ridiculous. Like Nico was a Dalian medalist in halfback just two years ago. Yeah. So kind of ridiculous position. All right. Last one, and then we'll take a bit of a break. Um, the team that you play for, Newcastle. Oh, yeah, same team um, at the moment, yeah. 13 and a half wins, yeah. 14 wins in 2023. Uh, they have Gagai, Tuala, Martin, and Gamble all in contract years, and Frizzell has a player option for next year. Mm. Um, man, this is one of the hardest teams to predict, Boy, really. Because I can see them being good and bad and being terrible if Ponga gets injured. Um, because really, like, let me ask you, like, exclude Ponga. Like, Ponga's the best person in that club. Who would you have second? Who would I have second? Yeah. So I was having a tough time, to, like, deciding on who the second best player at that club is. I'd say Bradman best. Would you say best? Yeah, I kind of settled on best, but it's like, say not Bradman. great. Like, I'd say Bradman best. Like it's Tyson, not great. And then probably like Tyson Brazil would be up there too. Yeah, but it's not sort of great. Like, shouldn't it be someone in the house? You think? Yeah, I'd say Jackson Hastings could like be Hastings too. could be good, but I don't know. Like, that's sort of the thing that I was tossing up with. Like, And then who should be the starting house for this team? Should it be Gamble and Hastings? Like, people are throwing out Cogger and Hastings or Gamble and Cogger. What do you think? I think it's they've got it right. So, yeah, well, Gamble and Hastings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hastings are starting half. Cogger's they bought Cogger for impact off the bench. Mm. That's pure. They bought him as that fourteen player because they watched him play in that grand final and they've watched him play for Penrith as a fourteen. They go, yep, yeah, he's a good fourteen. Because like I said before, fourteens are very important in this day and age. Mm. They can change the game. Look at um, Warriors with Dylan Walker coming on. Like they play, they ball play, they spread the ball out a bit more. They know how to ball play. Like some forwards are good at ball playing, but they're not, they don't know how to ball play like a half. They're not halves. So yeah, I get it. They're going to probably use him as a 14, and they've got that set in concrete. So, but they've you... bought the thing that excites me about Newcastle is they've bought um, that Will Price and um, the two guys from England, Will Price and. Um, I think it's Curtis... Kai Pierce-Paul. Kai Pierce-Paul. I, I always remember Kai Pierce-Paul because it's like Paul Pierce, the yeah. basketball player, but it's the other way around. Really? Yeah. So, yeah, they've bought him and they've bought them two players and they've obviously won a premiership at Wigan Warriors. So they've come to Newcastle on a bit of a high and watching Will Price play in one of the trials, like his speed and acceleration, he seems like a really good... um. Well, he can add a lot of depth in that squad as well. Mm, so, definitely. Where would you have this team over or under? I'd say over. I reckon they're going to go pretty good. They're definitely making the eight. I can tell you that. Ooh, like, uh, even me being there too, I've actually watched them train as well. You've got Leo Thompson there. Yeah. A lot of tough like They've got everything they really need. And like, like I said, yeah, they base it a lot around Kalen Ponga. So, like, and respectfully saying, if they... Kalen Pollen gets injured, well, then we we'll probably may see him struggle a little bit. Well, my friend, this is where we finally disagree. Wow, you're going to say under. Yes. Like, you're telling me that Pong is going to stay healthy throughout this season, right? That's the thing. Like, you're banking on... And you're banking on Ponga replicating the same season as he had last, which is, like, kind of eerily similar to what happened with Tom Trevojevic in 21. If you look at their statistics over the last few games that he played, yeah, and like you're really banking on Ponga becoming pretty much the best player in the league, just becoming unstoppable. So I'm not saying, you're I'm... asking a lot from him. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. And you're really relying on just one guy. 
I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say. Well, they actually got a lot of good players there too. They do, but probably not like at that level. Like again, they're so reliant on Ponga that he he goes out. I'm like they're a bottom nine team for me. Like he's the he's the deciding factor. Yeah, that's right. I guess. Oh, yeah. You probably they wouldn't bottom nine team. I reckon they without Ponga. I reckon honestly, I reckon they would be still fighting for that. Top eight spot. They'd be in that mix. They'd be in that mix. Like with Ponga in the side, they're a top four side. Or like an easy, probably not top four side, but like easy eight. Like mm-hmm. They should make the eight with him in the side, but with him out of the mix, I feel like they're going to struggle. Like they've got a, like Phoenix Crossland there. He's a good truck player too. And um, he controls the game from dummy half really well. Like they've got a lot of experience too. Like without Ponga in the side, they've still got a lot of experience. But he's just that, like Ponga brings on that spark, he just brings that team to a whole new level. Yeah. Obviously, so. Well, this is where we disagree because I don't think. Look, I think they do have quality players, but not enough for them to get that fourteen, you know, close to that fourteen win mark again. I think, like Ponga, just had that real magical season that he did last season, and he, you're asking him to really replicate that again. Like I don't know if he can do that. So, um, the first five they have, they versus Canberra at North Queensland, versus Melbourne at New Zealand, and they versus St. George as well. Um, so, you know, again, a mixed bag as well. Um, we're going to take a break. Um, I'm going to see if those sirens are for me or for Anthony, and we're going to go on to the last part. Pray for your dog. Have is the New Zealand Warriors. 14 and a half wins. I've set the map. Last year they had 16 wins. Mm. And got Luke Metcalf, Tavanga, and Sean Johnson all in contract years. So I wanted to go back to the bottom four to top four theory. Now, with Manly in 21, and then following 22, and then Cowboys from last season as well you find that once they come into the top four, the next season they crash back down outside the top eight. I feel like the Warriors could do something similar because this team's kind of surprisingly old and this could be the last year of their premiership window because they've got guys like Tohu Harris, Sean Johnson, RTS and Capel, plus AFB's leaving. So this is kind of another team that needs to try and win a premiership this season. What do you think? Yeah, you're right. You're right. They're going to win. But I've really like they're good. They're very based on like crowd and following. And yeah. if people can get behind the Warriors, or they, their energy is based on around the fans. And the fans get around them this year like they did last year, I feel like they'll go really well again. But if they don't get that support like they did last year, well, then they it could be a very bad year. RTS is a... Um, he's a good signing for phenomenal him. signing. Pardon? He's a phenomenal signing. Yeah, so he could add like a oh, a ton of spark into that back line. So. Yeah. Are you going overs and unders? I'm going to take a slight under on this team. So I think they kind of overachieved with what they have last season. Like you're banking on Johnson being at that level again, which he had been throughout his whole career, and then guys like Harris with his age. You know, the same thing. Mm-hmm. AFB being the one of the best front rowers again. Like, you're banking on a lot of these guys to outperform what they did last season. Well, if this Warriors team can stay healthy, I feel like they can almost do almost the exact same thing as they did last year. So, would you take the over on this team? I'm taking the over. You're taking the over? Ooh, okay. I'll, I'll I'll disagree again. Yeah. They got a lot of depth. They got a lot. Of, they weren't good last year. And then, like, you remember halfway. Well, they didn't have no Luke Metcalf in the finals, didn't they? No, they didn't. No Luke Metcalf in the finals, and he's like he's another very underrated player. Yeah, no one really talks about him. And so, if he stays healthy, if the whole team stays healthy, I feel like they're gonna have a really good season. Yeah, I don't. I again, I think you're really banking on a lot. Like he, they really did overachieve yeah. from expectations last year, and like you sort of just with that, you sort of come back down to earth a little bit. Yeah, like, I'm not saying that they're going to be bad this season. What I am saying, is they had 16 wins last year. But I do feel like if they want to try and get that 14 and a half wins, 
you know, it's just a little bit too much. So I reckon four. I reckon fourteen is pretty honest. Yeah, that's a, that's fourteen, maybe fifteen wins for him. That's an honest. Like I reckon that's pretty. So honest you, you're taking maybe a slight over. With yeah, that I'd team. say a slight over. So I'll take a slight under. I'll probably go more on the under side of yeah. things. Um, their first five versus Cronulla at Melbourne versus Canberra versus New. Newcastle at, yeah, I know, because I've got a new one here, um, at South Sydney. So, again, I think we're going to see where they're at with that team, but it's a pretty decent schedule to start off with. Like, they could be one of those teams that starts really well. Um, Just keep in mind as well, with this top eight, like, what I find is for every year, around two to three teams that made the top eight last season dropped back into the bottom eight or bottom nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess so. there's got to be some teams that actually like I think Canberra might be one of those teams and maybe New- Newcastle or New Zealand just one of those two next team uh, I have the Melbourne Storm here 16 and a half wins they had 16 wins last season mm-hmm. they have Penne Seve Remus Smith and Nick Meany very notable one they're all in contract years I feel like we know where Melbourne are at at this point, right? They're a really good team, um, but they sort of can't get over the hump to, compared to like a Brisbane or a Penrith. Yeah. Do you think they're too stacked in the spine? Because they've made all that investment in the spine with Pappenhausen, Munster, Hughes, Grant, but then they lack that depth in the other positions as well. So do you think they're kind of too top-heavy? Yeah, in a way. Well, I agree. They've got, well, you got that Janet Pizzette as well. Mm. He's a great player. And, like, he's, like, I've played with him, and he's honestly, like, he's NRL level. 100%. He's NRL ready. He's NRL ready, but he just hasn't got that chance. Um, And, like, there's a lot of spine players in that team that haven't got their chance because they're getting taken over by all these great players. Mm. And Melbourne just trying to keep them because they know that, um, these players are important. Like, obviously, spine players are important, and they know if one of them gets injured, no one just steps in there, and they have, like, another great player in there. So that's probably the reason why they keep it, like, top-heavy there. It's a, it's a smart tactic, but it's also not a good tactic at the same time. There's a lot of pros and cons to having um, heavy spike have been stacked in the spines. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because, again, there's only one football on the field, too. Right, so that's right, yeah. and they need an yeah. important players like yeah, your halves and your spine control the game, but your rest of your players they pretty much scored the tries for you. And exactly, the outside backs, yeah, the outside and the backs, second row, and the second Think roles, of it they, like your weapons. They're, they're, yeah, they're like your um, you got your organizers there, but then they're like your they're actually your guns. They're the ones that you shoot with, and mm. they're actually the ones that actually do the damage. Exactly. At the end of the day, so you need a bit of both. You do. I feel like Melbourne have lost it a little bit since the Bromwich brothers and Kafusi have left. So all those experience. Yeah, all that experience in the middle. They've sort of since they've left, they've sort of. I don't know. They've lost that that bit of that grit in the middle. I can go back even further. I think they've lost it since Cameron Smith left. No, I think it is. No, no. I reckon they're still good without Cameron Smith because Harry Grant. A great replacement for him. Yeah, but I feel like they can't really go to that next level. Yeah, they're not now. like... Yeah. I feel like they need more experienced forwards. And they tried doing it at Tarek Sims, but... He didn't work out. He didn't work out. And he's still a good player, but he's just... Like, he's just a big meathead. <laughs> and, like, yeah, they're good players, but they're not like the experienced players like um, the Bromwich, like Bromwich and... Um, Kafusi. And Kafusi. Like Christian Welch, like he had an off year... I feel like he has yeah, he's his, weird. Like, yeah, yeah I was just gonna say, like, he's kind of seems like he might be on the outer. He had a, a very, bit. he had a very no. He just had a quiet year. Yeah, I, he I know just, he was coming from ACL injury. Oh, sorry, Achilles, I should say. Um, but like, I think there were times where he may have been coming off the bench last season. Yeah, it was like, well, that's kind of strange. Like, what's going on here? Someone, someone that will fit really well in the. Um, Melbourne's squad would be like someone like Thomas Flegler. Yeah. They could have used, they need someone like him, just a four, like a leader. You know who else they could have used? Who? Tino. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's left now. They could have kept him. They loved him down. Like when I was in Melbourne, they used to talk about Tino all the time. 
They loved him down there. But yeah. he had to do what he had to do, I guess. That's just the way the game works. Mm. But I'm going to put him on an under. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm going to put him on an under. And you also really rely on Pappenhausen to be healthy. Um, just his last three years, total games played. So he played 15 in 21, 12 in 22, and three last season. I feel like, so, I, you know what? No, I Yeah, and I feel like he's a bit, I feel like actually, you know what? I reckon that fullback position is going to be a big fight. It's going to be interesting. So because actually, because got... why I said Meany is off contract. Yeah. And he's proven to be a pretty good you know, fullback for a, a side challenging for a finals. Yeah. So, and then obviously you got Pappenhaus, but Falongo is the other one that's yeah. coming through, right? Yeah, I feel and like... he's the one that sort of is getting the hype now. And if Pappenhaus gets injured again, who knows? Well, he's well. Sua is a fan favorite, mm. and a lot of fans like him. Like a lot of people are supporting Melbourne because of him, because he's a Melbourne kid. Yeah. Grew up in Melbourne and. People like that, and people like it's whatever gets tickets on the table, exactly. Really, and people love watching him play. He's got this style about him where he's just like, like just a full attack player. Like he just he's fast. He can step. He can run. He's entertaining to watch. Mm. So yeah, and I, I feel like, and I suppose why Pappenhausen went about his own way and pulled out his own money <sighs> out of his pocket mm. to um. To actually recover from his injury and do more rehab because <laughs> he knows that he's got Nick Nini, um chasing him. He's got Sua for longer. He's got two fullbacks chasing him. He goes, oh, I might be out of a position here. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of pressure. And I think in a way it's good for a club because it gives a lot of competitiveness in the, within the club as well to fight for that spot. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. So their fi- first five versus Penrith versus New Zealand – at Newcastle, have a bye and then versus Brisbane. So quite a tough first five, except the bye. Except the bye, yeah. Well, time will tell. We'll see. It's going to be, yeah, very hard games. Exactly. It's okay. going to be a very exciting first game, Penrith and Storm. Mm. It's a very, I'm looking forward to that match next week. Last two, we have Brisbane Broncos next. 17 and a half wins, I've said it at. They had 18 last season. Only Billy Walters is on the final year of his contract, so just something to think about. They've really re-signed all their guys who are coming off contract, like Reynolds and that. I mean, the main question is, can they bounce back from the 2023 grand final? Because kind of eerily, like if we go back to the NFL, very similar to what happened with the Atlanta Falcons in Super Bowl 51 when... They were winning 28-3 and then the best player in the world in Tom Brady and then we had Nathan Cleary really led that team to that win in the Super Bowl and then obviously with Cleary in the grand final. And then since then, you know, Atlanta's become pretty much nowhere near the franchise that they were back in Super Bowl 51. Right. Maybe that could happen in Brisbane, who knows? Um but do they need to win the premiership this season? Because you've got Walsh, who's coming out to, on the big extension, and then you've got guys like Carrigan, Staggs, Mam, and Huss already on big money. Yeah, well, I feel like they will. I reckon they got it. They probably will win it, I reckon. Yeah? You've got them in favourites now? Yeah, I'd say that. I'd say that's a prediction. They, like, as a Penrith fan, you watch that grand final, and they look like they're going to lose Penrith. They just lost because of lack of experience. Mm. That was purely the reason, but talent-wise, oh, they were killing us. They've got too much. There's way too much depth, way too much talent, too much speed, and like, they're a very exciting team to watch. Yeah. And a lot of um, impactful players. And yeah. They've, they've, like, they've got everything an NRL club needs. They've got explosive backs. They've got a half that can direct the game. They've got the other half. He's a off-cusp player who's fast and elusive. They've got a fullback who's... Um, the most agile player and most arguably dreamy one. player with those eyes. Yeah, dreamy player and your favorite player when you talk about. Oh, he's time. not my favorite, but I just think he's good. He's but. Very, yeah, he knows what he's doing, and 
Besides when he throws like every forward pass or cut out balls to intercepts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he will something, do that often. That's the only thing about something Walsh. something that he needs to work on. But and then you got like a really good like forward pack there too. Mm, exactly. Like you got Payne Haas who's got a moat like, who's pretty much like a truck on the field, just doesn't stop. Yeah, Pat Carrigan there too. Like, who's a who can play that ball playing um, lock as well. And like, there's a lot of and like damaging back rowers as well. So, well, I don't see no reason why, and they didn't lose that many players. The only players they lost was Herbie and Flegler, and Flegler, which is very replaceable for them anyway. Mm. And Capewell as well was the other one too. And Capewell. So, um, so I'm guessing you're gonna take the over here, seventeen and a half. Slight, slight over. Yeah, slide over. They would go good. I mean, they had 18 wins last year. I think they can get that easy. They can get that again. Maybe a little bit more as well. But look, I actually don't... I I agree with you. I think they've really got a very well-rounded team with a lot of stars in it. But um, it's obviously getting back to where their grand final is and maybe might be that opportunity gone or we'll see. Mm. But they still got that young team. Um, Look, if the NRL is serious about this whole Las Vegas thing, they should probably introduce Taylor Swift to Reese Walsh and probably get some fanfare from there. Like, she's with Kelsey at the moment. And Kelsey's fine. Like, he's a pretty handsome person. But then when she sees Reese Walsh, she'll be like, oh, my goodness. Like, where'd this guy come from? (laughs) Those dreamy eyes. She'll be like, like, oh, my goodness. I'm just hypnotized by his eyes. I was going to say money's a problem, but really, like, would money be a problem with Taylor Swift if you got hurt? No, exactly. I think she's just, maybe you're right. Yeah. Maybe she's trying to chase just the pretty boy. Yeah. Um, and then bit of, Reynolds, an age, bit of an age gap there. But. Yeah, well, that's fine. Um, Reynolds and Carrigan had that fight as well. Let's see if it affects the season. Um, oh, that happens. In, yeah. I don't think – the media blows things up. Oh, of course, yeah. And proportion, and it happens between teams. Everyone does something wrong if you a team, like – Look at a workplace. You fight. With, sometimes you fight with your family. Sometimes well, not you physically, fight, but not physically. Oh, that's how footy players do it because they just everyone's just meatheads. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes you do it. Sometimes like I have like physical fights with some of my mates too, and sometimes you just get over it. Like sometimes you just need a bit of a brawl and a bit of a bash and barge, with, and then you get over it pretty quick. Yeah, so, may have been for the the captaincy for the team. So yeah, at the end it of could the year. be. It could be. <laughs> no, I'm the captain. No, I'm the captain. Yeah, that's what it probably was. Yeah. All right, last team. Your team, Penrith Panthers. 18 wins in 23. I have them set at 17 and a half wins for this season. Uh, they got Dane Laurie, Garner, Eisenhuth, Mitch Kenny, Alamotti, Taruva, May, and Peachy all in contract years. Mm. Is Nathan Cleary disrespected amongst the league and the media? In what sense? Well, people don't really realise how special his performance was in the grand final. I don't think people get the real gist of it. Yeah, we sort of talk about it, and you know, they rather than sort of going with Cleary, they just highlight guys like Crichton and Cogger over Cleary in that grand final. And yes, they were good, but they weren't on Cleary's level. And there's still people trying to really say that. There are better players than Cleary. Like I'm pretty sure between us two, it's undisputed as yeah, it's easy as one. who's the best player in the league. And like this guy is like Paddy Mahomes, pretty much. That's the closest comparison I can get to him. Like when he's on your team at this stage of his career, he's a guaranteed top eight finish. Um, hmm. Like what do you, what do you think for this season for your team? I'm gonna say I'll pretty much say it's pretty much right. They're probably gonna get. They bear the same. They 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 Penrith did the exact same thing every year. Yeah. They lose players. They buy debt players. They bought like they bought Sean O'Sullivan as a debt player. And Cogger. sorry, so no, it was the first and one was Cogger, Sean yeah. was Sean O'Sullivan in yeah. twenty nineteen. And whenever Cleary was out, he would get put in, and they mm. still win games. They bought. Um, Did you say twenty nineteen? Was it no? Sorry, twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty one too. Right. Yeah. Sorry, 2021. When did they win the three? Yeah, 2021. Yeah, and then 22 was Cogger, right? was Cogger as the replacement. And yeah, then... Tw- oh, 23 was Cogger. Now 24... 24. ...is going to be... Um, Laurie or Schneider, one of those two. That's right. Yeah. Laurie or Schneider. So, and Schneider is... I reckon Schneider's a good buyer. That's mm. a great buyer, great debt player to have. 
I feel like Penrith, they've just got too much depth. They've always there's always someone popping up with Penrith, isn't there? Like, yeah, like, and they're well coached as well. Well coached. Like you got like Stephen Crichton leaves, but then there's people like Taylor, Taylor May, May will come Paul, in. Taylor May comes in and Paul Amore is still fighting for positions. Yeah, but the thing and the thing is as well, like I know Crichton's leaving, he's probably a big loss for you guys, but I feel like he can actually be replaced pretty easily. Yeah. Everyone thinks that he's a big loss, which he is. The loss get bigger every year. Like you lose Appy and really arm kick out, that's a big loss. Yeah. You lose him, that's another big loss. And it's just getting harder for us every single like getting harder for Penrith every single year. Mm. So yeah, I reckon I'll take I'll take the over, obviously. I'll back my team any day of the week. Mm-hmm. But um Yeah, and then pretty much yeah, there's not much really you could say about them. Like they pretty much like they're gonna do the exact same thing as last year. They could make a grand final if all their players stay healthy. But then again, it could be I reckon it's probably their last year before like when Luai leaves, I feel like the dynasty is gonna pretty yeah, much be starting to get affected. It will come to an end. It will come to an end. Well, I disagree. I'm had them as a slight under. Just oh. because Crichton's leaving, I think he just adds that little really? extra win. Yeah, that's probably the only thing. But you know, it's only so, ever so slight. Plus, I don't know how much they care about the regular season now. Like, yeah, are they really going to go after first place that much? Mm. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, if they make the grand final, that's pretty much it. Um, if so you had who, to, so who you tip, sorry, go. If you had to keep one out of May or Taruva, who would it be? Because they're both off contract. Oh, Taruva. Taruva, Taruva, they both got their pros and cons, but Taruva's just, uh, he's a different kind of player. He's pretty much like we need him. Like he's, he proved that last year. Like he was, So why keep him over, May? Because I feel like people are going Taruva, but um, it could be like recency bias because May didn't play last season and people are forgetting what May did in 22. Well, you look at the player as a whole, like May's got a lot of off-field issues as well, you could say. But he's also like I feel like Taruva does his job as a good winger, and like you can replace like there's a lot of players you can replace. Like you got Paul Amotti there, he's still like he might need that big experience, but he's still going to come up and play. Actually, you know what? You, I'm actually thinking rethinking this now. It's very hard. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. It's actually very hard. I guess, just back yourself. Go the over. <laughs> Pardon? Back yourself. Go the over. No, no. I'm no. What you, the last question you asked? Oh, the last one. Oh, sorry. No, about Taruva and stuff. That's actually a very hard one because they both is, got their yeah. they've both got their pros and cons with them. Like, I feel like Taylor May's a bit more agile, like adverse as well. He can play more positions. But Taruva's kind of more of a that power. Like he's sort of more similar to what Toto does too, in a way. Not to but the same level. I've also seen Taruva play for Fiji as well, and he's actually every time he plays for his country, he's always a fullback. Mm-hmm. And he plays good at fullback too. Like he can ball play a bit. I feel like if Taruva can ball play a bit better. So if Edwards gets injured, they can put him there too. They got that yeah, option. Yeah, I reckon they could. They need to give him a chance there. And like he'd be very good carrying it out at a fullback too. Mm, He's yeah. a very similar player. Well, I think I'd probably keep Taruva just because of that versatility yep. over me. But yeah. But like, no, he's pretty versatile too. He is, but so I, I don't grew think up, he can I, play fullback like Taruva can. I've actually, too. well, second that, you've, I've grew up playing with him. He was a half playing. Who's this? Um, Taylor Mack. Taylor, yeah. Yep, he was a half. Then he was a hooker. Then he was a fullback. Then he was a centre. Ah, oh, okay. So he's been all so over he's the been, place. He's been all over. So he know, he's a footy player. That's a di- and that's the reason why I probably argue a little bit on May's side because he's a footy player. That's what he is. He's a rugby league player. And yep. he can play anywhere. And he's in a rugby league family. His brother's played. So, yeah, he's a very good player. And really, I reckon it all comes down to, like, if one of them had to be, like, one of them had to left, like, it would come down to, like, money and who's cheaper or who's better. Like, yeah. Who's going to go better. So, yeah. Mm. I'd probably go to River only because of recency bias. Okay. Like you said. Uh, the first five at Melbourne versus Parramatta versus Brisbane grand final rematch at Sydney and at Manly. So a tough first five, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it for the season preview. Yeah, it's going to be a tough um, first five for them, but 
Yeah, only time will tell. But very exciting. I think this NRL season, overall, very competitive. Yeah. A lot of over-unders that we agreed on, but some that we did disagree on. So we'll see by the end of the season who was actually right and who was wrong between us two. Yeah, it's going to be real. Yeah, I don't see it. There's a lot of lot of exciting things happening to clubs. Yeah. And there's no definite answers. So, mm. yeah. What I'm going to do for the podcast for this season, just as a bit of a season preview for each round, is I'm going to play a game that's called What Are the Odds? Both Anthony and myself have to choose out of all the games who we think is going to win and what are the betting odds for that. And whoever gets closest to the actual odds will get a point for that game. And whoever gets the most points in that round gets an overall point for the season. And whoever has the most for the season will be the overall winner for the year. What I've done is I've actually categorized every game into a category. Um, And this is going to be the same thing throughout the whole season. So I'm going to start with just letting you know that the West Tigers had the bye for the first round. Um, They might lose that. (laughs) They could could lose that. Maybe. Or the odds. Yeah, or the odds. (laughs) Game of the round. I have Penrith at Melbourne. Game of the round, yeah, that's yeah. probably yeah, that's probably a big one. Are we going to start off with that? Yeah, that's my game of the round. What do you think the odds would be for that? The team and how much they're going for favourites. I'm going to say Penrith are going to be around, I think dollar eighty. Dollar eighty. Yeah, well, Melbourne are like on the. Third. No, that's right. You don't have to guess Melbourne. Oh. that's fine. Okay, so I guessed Penrith at a dollar fifty, and it's Penrith at a dollar sixty. So you win that. Yes, I do. So all these odds come from Sportsbet and from the NRL website, so I just checked. So I win that one. Next category, I've titled it in my best Borat voice. It's nice. (laughs) Manly vs. South at Las Vegas. Manly vs. South. That's another good game too. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say South. $2.10. How's it $2.10? No, it's a dollar. It's got to be a dollar ninety or below. Oh, really? I yeah. Thought it was... Yeah, because a dollar ninety is even. Oh, fuck. I don't even know that. Well, that's all right. That's from well, I'm, probably, I'm probably going to go, yeah, dollar eighty. Dollar eighty. Yeah. Okay, so. I'm definitely losing this game now. So hold yeah. on, hold on. So I guess South at a dollar eighty seven. It's South at a dollar sixty nine. So you win. get that one. I get that one. Yep. Okay, next one. Still in the same category. Sydney versus Brisbane at Las Vegas. Sydney versus Brisbane. I'm going to get Brisbane on. I'm going to go dollar. I'm going to go dollar eighty again. Okay. I guess Brisbane at a dollar seventy-five. It's Brisbane at a dollar fifty-three. Oh, really? Yeah. To beat Roosters. Yeah, that much, yeah. Wow. See, I think that's more of an even game. Mm. That's a very, like, I can go very hot and cold because I, I believe both teams are both top four. So that's another very good game to look out for. Yeah, it is. There's actually quite a few games in this category. Next one, Cronulla at New Zealand. Cronulla at New Zealand. Oh, you got the Warriors. Dollar, I want to go dollar, I want to go dollar 80 again. Ooh, interesting. What okay. are you going as? Um, what did you say? Dollar, dollar eighty. Dollar again. eighty for New Zealand. Yeah. So it is New Zealand at a dollar sixty, and I guess a dollar fifty. So I'm closer, so I get that. Again, point. well, hang on, because you got the paper in front of you. I don't know if you're just making these up. Well, I can show you afterwards. Um, just actually, I need to correct you on that one. Um, so for the Penrith and Melbourne one, we actually guessed both a dollar eighty. So we come out even for that one. <laughs> so that's a draw on that one. Yeah. Um, so I'm up two one at the moment with the draw. Uh, last one for this category is North Queensland and Dolphins. I'm gonna go North Queensland dollar ninety. Even. Okay. So it's North Queensland, a dollar forty-eight. 
And I guess North Queensland by $1.75. Oh, you won that easy. Yeah. All right. Next one. Next category. Meh. This yeah. is just meh games. All right. Yeah. Uh, Newcastle versus Canberra. Oh, Newcastle? New, at Newcastle. Yeah, at New, yeah. So it be Newcastle for the win. Mm-hmm. I'd say at $1.40. I guess the same thing. It's a dollar forty-two, Newcastle. So we both. So we both true on that one. Wow! There you go. All right. Next one in Meh, Canterbury at Parramatta. You call that a Meh game? Yeah. Look, actually, you know what? From a fan, from a fan perspective, it's actually a really good game. Fan-wise, because Parramatta versus Bulldogs is always a good game. A lot of big crowds there. Hmm. I'm just thinking overall, like the as context a, of the season. Like as overall context of the season, yeah, maybe player-wise and based off last year, like position-wise, yeah, it's probably a mere game, but it'd still be a pretty good game. Like atmosphere would be pretty good there, I reckon. I don't know why you categorise that. Um, but I'm going to say para at $1.50. Okay. So I guessed para at... A dollar thirty-seven. It's para at a dollar forty-seven. So you get it. Yes. All right. Last one. Last category. So um, you can either no. So I have three wins and you have two. So you can either draw, draw, or, or I can either win. Um, next category is oh hell no. There you go. <laughs> I am not watching this game. St. George at Gold Coast. <laughs> Why are you categorizing? It's not a bad game. It's actually, that wouldn't be even a bad game either. I know Gold Coast is probably going to win. So I'm going to go Gold Coast. $1.30. Ooh, interesting. So I guess Gold Coast at $1.65. It is Gold Coast at $1.49. Yeah, yeah. Oh, which wow. means Hang on. I win. I win. You're off by 19 cents. I'm off by 14, uh, 16. Yeah, you are. Yeah, all right. I win the week. Well done. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. What do you get? Bragging rights. Yes. <laughs> Bragging rights. Well, there's still another 26 to go. So. Yes, it is. That's it for this episode today. Big thanks to Anthony Booker for joining me today. I will be back on this feed in about two weeks time just after round one of the nrl season finishes as always if you guys enjoyed this episode or any parts of this whether it was part one or part two of the nrl season preview give us a follow give us a rating at wherever you listen to this podcast as always guys thanks for listening and we will catch you soon on the vincent man's podcast Thank you.